Hi, and welcome to the 10 Minute Tiki Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Westcott. Episode 51 Five Digital Storytelling Ideas starts now. Welcome to this week's episode of the 10 Minute Techie. We are looking at five digital storytelling ideas. To be honest, it's more like about eight, but I like to squeeze more into each one. <laughs> so we're going to look at movie making, book creator, Google Slides, Adobe Express Canva, and some of the website ones like Storyboard, That, and Story Sphere. So we're just going to dive into each one. Look at some of the, like the pros and cons and the usability and what age level this could be useful. So let's get into it. This episode is actually inspired by the wonderful Jenny at Topor Primary School. She said to me, she emailed me and she said, "Hey Tony, um, do you have anything on digital storytelling?" I said, "Do you know what? I would love to use that idea for next week." So. Thanks to Jenny. Also, if you're listening and you're like, oh, I wish Tony would do an episode on this, just email me or let me know and I will totally um, put it in the roster because it's always good to be able to give you what you want to listen to and what you need. So um, definitely flick me an email if you've got any suggestions or ideas or anything you would like me to unpack further that you've maybe heard in previous episodes. Woo! First up is movie making, and this is this is just one of my favorite things <laughs> of all time. Um, I've done it with my kids in the classroom, and I've done it with kids in my facilitation role, and I just I just love it. I see the power in it, I see the excitement, and I see all the skills that they learn, the fluency that they learn, and bringing their stories and their literacy to life is just gosh darn magical to watch really and be a part of so there's a couple of options for movie making iMovie which is your iPad based thing it's a really simple software I've done it with year ones before and it's just about explicitly teaching them how to do it and modeling and going through like a really simple easy movie to begin with and then they can start to have a play another one on iPad is stop motion there's a free and a paid version Again, stop motion is probably another level up in just the sense that it takes more time to create it and it takes a little bit more skill to to, to make a good one, right? It's not as forgiving as something like iMovie, but it creates that stop motion animation, which just looks fab and lots of resilience goes into making that as well. Um, and yeah, again, it just brings kids' imaginations to life. And I think that's a wonderful thing that we can inspire and encourage. Another one is quite simple one, which is a Chrome extension called Screencastify. It just means that you can record your screen, you can record yourself. If you make something in like Scratch as an animation, you can screen record that. So it just lets you sort of have the freedom to create something either on your computer and then record it or record yourself. And it's super easy and it saves to Google Drive, which is wonderful, which means it can be shared easily. Uh, and another one, which is, again, another step up in terms of skill and actually needing quite a bit of resources, I suppose, to do it, is green screening. Um, wonderful app. You can actually do it in iMovie, but it's not fantastic. 
Uh, it's quite basic and sometimes doesn't look quite as great. But there is a paid app called Doink or Doink or Do Inc. I don't know. Anyway, it's great. And it's much more uh, user friendly and it's much more, um, I guess, polished. You know, the green comes out really well. Uh, and that, you know, what I love about green screening is it means you can be anywhere in the world and be really creative. You can fly, you know, just heaps of cool stuff you can do with green screening. Um, with any movie making, I really highly recommend that kids have a play first, that you teach them explicitly what's possible, run them through something really simple, and then you can start to amp it up in terms of what you expect with content. But all really great skills in terms of that movie making for digital storytelling. Number two is Book Creator. So I've talked about Book Creator before, but I just love it. I, another one of my top ones, the app you have to pay for if you want more than one book. And the web, you can have up to 40 books in your library if you create a teacher account and then add your kids in. So that's really cool because you can keep track of that. Book Creator is cool. It's always developing. It's just got some really neat tools for kids to be able to express their creativity and then share that out and it look like an actual book. Uh, not much more to say on that because I just think um, it's a really easy go-to one when you're thinking about digital storytelling. The next one is Pick a Path Stories on Google Slides. Google Slides can seem like a really simple tool, but it's it's just an easy go-to for uh, digital storytelling because it's right there in your Google uh, apps if you're using Google Workspace. And there's actually quite a cool number of things you can do with Google Slides. For example, pick, like pick a path stories, as I mentioned, or Google 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 Slides for animation uh, to create like a stop animation uh, or just sort of a um, just a general presentation can still look really cool as a way of storytelling. So uh, I'm going to do an episode on pick a path stories. I'm going to do an episode on stop motion and Google Slides. I can add them to the roster. Um, so I'll go into depth a little bit more, but you can find a link in the show notes about a YouTube video of me making a pick a path story if you want to dive into that now. But it's a really cool one because it requires a bit of computational thinking in terms of ordering and sequencing. And it also requires kids to be quite creative and actually think quite divergently, I guess, around what pathways their uh, viewer or their user is going to take. So it's about actually creating something for someone to interact with. So it adds that other layer. I've used this really successfully with year five and sixes. I've seen year three and fours do it uh, in my work as a PLD facilitator. But I think you know, basically you want them to have that real baseline level skill with Google Slides to begin with, like changing fonts, adding photos, all of that sort of stuff before they start making a story. So you can kind of use it as both, I suppose. Uh, you can use it as a way of upping that digital fluency, but you can also, uh, you know, require a lot more from them in terms of the planning beforehand and the sequencing it out and knowing what they're going to do before they just jump in and make one. <music> Two tools that are actually kind of similar is Canva, which I'm sure most of us are familiar with. It's a graphic design web and app, and then you can create really cool like posters and stuff, but you can also create videos on there now, which is really, really neat. Uh, not so much like the animation piece, but in terms of storytelling is uh, inserting like your video and recording it, or, you know, talking about a presentation or talking about a story or adding your own visuals, creating your own shapes and design is, is a really neat kind of tool. And I think what we're trying to go for here is giving kids different opportunities to present their stories or their learning in different ways. So 
tools that you can upskill them in, give them the power to make the, those decisions around there. And that obviously links in with the digital technologies curriculum content, which is designing and developing digital outcomes. Whew, what a mouthful that is. Um, the other one is Adobe Express. I've just been playing around with this recently. It's kind of like Canva, to be honest. Um, and I think that they've been trying to sort of, even the layout of it is quite like Canva. But you can, what I quite like about this is you can put um, videos in there and edit them. You can make like album covers, all of that kind of thing. There's quite a bit you can do in there. It's relatively limited in some ways, but it is free. Adobe Express, that's called. All right. Adobe Express, you can check it out. It's got some cool um, templates and stuff, quite similar to, to Canva, but you know, just another option for creating. And then two uh, kind of websites, if you like, that, that are useful is uh, Storyboard That. Unfortunately, there's like a paid version now. Like most websites, when they get really popular, they add in like a paid version. And that's cool. But there is a free one. And it's got some incredible like scenes and characters that you can choose from. Speech bubbles, infographics, like sciencey stuff. It's a, it's a really, really cool uh, website. And I highly recommend checking it out. Again, let your kids have a little tutu and a little play before you expect them to do something massive on there. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's an easy one. It's kind of that, like, um, I guess, well, storyboard, but also a kind of comic-y feel. The other one that's really cool is Story Spheres. Now, Story Spheres is all about 3D photos. So pros and cons here. Obviously, you need a 3D camera to create a proper 3D photo. Um, but you can actually just put normal photos in. They just kind of stretch out funny. But what's quite cool about this is, you can put your 3D photo in, say you take a 3D photo of your classroom, and then you can create sound bites that go into different places around that photo so that someone goes into your story sphere and can like navigate through almost in like virtual reality or 3D and click on the sounds and hear your story about that place. Be so one of my um, amazing colleagues, Rachel, showed me this one, and it could be really incredible for like a um, school trip or something. We're actually working on a whole lot of resources at the moment around three um, D cameras and being able to show give students an experience of something that they may not be able to visit. Um, so anyway, look out for that later. But quite a cool option if you've got. 3D cameras. I know that's not always everyone's option, but it's there if you want something a little different. Sweet, that's it for this week, folks, for five ways to tell your story in a digital, your Purako in a digital way. Thanks, Jenny, for the shout out. Uh, there's a couple of episodes I've dived deeper into. So like book creator, I've made an episode, a previous episode about that, and movie making, I've made a previous episode, and green screening. So if you want to check those out, you can to get a bit deeper into that. Hope you like the transition. I've sort of landed on this one. It's called Peacoat. Um, so you'll be hearing that RIP bongos. Um, <laughs> right, next week I might jump into that Pick a Path uh, and Google Slides animation if you're interested. So check those out next week. And we'll see you in a week. Kaki te anua.